We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And welcome to Light Years. Samus Fandiari here. Across from me is the man, the myth, the legend, Aaron Larsoul. How you doing, buddy? I'm well, thank you for having me. How you doing? Good. Um, we're recording this day after game one. Um, the Nuggets, they're good, man. They're good. Yeah, uh, they're good. <laughs> and uh, I mean, yes, they're good. And uh, Miami, Miami just is a... They are a bad matchup for Miami, so they're just they're better and they're a bad matchup. So yeah, this one this one is going to be over quickly. I'm watching Denver have so many thoughts, um, and the number one one is just like how much we get. We're going to talk about all the things the Warriors can do on the on the roster, particularly like with veterans that maybe they didn't pursue this past season. But none of that shit matters if your team is not locked in wanting to play together. We saw it with the Warriors two years ago. It was a key reason they won the 2022 title. And we saw last year what it looks like when your team is not connected. Um, Just, you know, you can't really say the 2023 Warriors lacked talent. Maybe they could have used an extra piece or two. But what you could say is, like, they just – they didn't really like playing with each other is the vibe I got all year. Yeah, I mean, what is it, the old Denny Green, right? Like, they are who we thought they were, right? They, the Warriors showed us all year that they didn't like each other and were disconnected mm-hmm. and couldn't win on the road and uh, failed down the stretch in, in big games, and it was all 30. They got away with it in the first round <laughs> save, when it was all save 30. Us, the save us Steph offense. Yeah. It was all 30 in game seven, right? So they got away with it. Um, and then... You know, I, I still think I, I think it was a matchup thing with the Lakers. I think the Warriors yeah. are probably better than the Lakers. Um, and I think the Warriors maybe would have beaten Denver because nobody has been able to test the weakness that Joker has defensively. Um, he's been a lot better as you know, rim protector, shot blocker, taking up space in the paint. But the thing that has given him trouble for years was him having to switch out on the perimeter and dance with somebody. And none of the teams that they faced had somebody that could really right. test that. And, and a little bit, but other than that, right? You're not sure. getting that from Phoenix. You're getting pull-up jumpers, mid-range jumpers. Um, 
And Phoenix's offense is like tailor made to make it easy on Jokic defensively. It's like I just have to hang in the pocket and not let him get to the rim. Okay, I can. And do D'Lo, that. I thought D'Lo would be able to do that a little bit. I thought D'Lo would have a better series. Um, I thought he would be able to do that a little bit because he's pretty good out of the pick and roll. But he likes to get guys in jail and get to the mid range too. He's not. He's not going to dance on the outside and drill threes in your eye, right? Like, you know, like Steph would or or Trey Young or Dame, one of those guys. Sure. So, I think I think the Warriors would have had a better chance just based on matchups. I think the Warriors yeah. would have had a better chance against uh, against Denver. My my honest thought is I don't think they beat Denver. I think a version of the Warriors where it doesn't feel like they hate each other does. Though. Yeah, yeah, that's you know? fair. Yeah. Um, and I will say this: uh, I kind of think the way the season ended will help the Warriors because uh, I feel like a lot of players had their own agendas, veterans, young guys, everyone. And a little humbling is like, even if they don't make massive roster changes, I expect Clay Thompson to come back better. You know, Clay going, um, you know, tribute to Kobe mode. I, I don't think we need to see that, you know, like, so I think, I think, I think he'll be a little humbled. There'll be a little more buy in there. I think Draymond spent all year trying to make up for what he did in camp. I think Jordan yeah. Poole, if he comes back, will come back a little more humbled because he, he had a, just a bad year and, and just down the line. Um, well, and Clay I also even, didn't play right. Clay was, didn't, he yeah. came in out of shape because he didn't play last off. Exactly. Felt, and that's, you know, yeah, that's part of it too. He came back, they win a title uh, and then he didn't really come into camp in shape. So I think just from that standpoint, you know, like the, the greatest teacher is failure, right? Yeah, like Steve yeah. Kerr saying, yeah, I, I, you I and think, Andy, I hear you and Andy talk about that a lot that, yeah, a lot of the guys in Kaminga, right? The first sure. year in the league didn't, you know, and Moody, sure. their first year in the league, they just win a title and it looks easy. And then, yeah, you know, whatever you think of the the combination of the front office and the coaching sure. staff and their own responsibility and their development mm-hmm. didn't happen, obviously, this year. But um, not, not whatever the, blame pie you want is fine. But it seemed pretty easy for those guys uh, after in year one. So, so yeah, I mean, so I, I don't really want to talk about trades they can make. Like, if you were to ask me, I still do think it's more likely that they move one of their big contracts this offseason just because of the apron coming in the following year. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a decent chance Jordan Poole, of all players, is probably moved. And that'll have the largest impact in terms of next year's roster. It just will, right? Yeah. Like, you they don't have any other avenues in free agency. Like they can't go out there and acquire Brooke Lopez for $20 million, you know, do, like do that sort of not anybody specific, but conceptually, do you think it's a move to cut money or do you think it's, I mean, obviously you can't just get a nobody, but do you think it is actually done with an eye on improving the fit, improving the roster, or if it's just, he doesn't get along with the guys and we need to save some money. Both. I think it's highly unlikely that they take back as much salary as they give out. But I think it'll be one of those things where they have to have an eye towards talent. It might be a move where they take back players who are not individually as good as the best version of Jordan Poole, but they're more comfortable slotting into a role, that type of thing. So you can say it's both a basketball and a financial move. I don't know. It's a tough needle to thread. Like I I get what you're asking. Yeah. And then are you willing to give up picks? Right. I mean, are, they're not because the contract, not, it's not terrible, but it's not positive. Obviously, if you're willing to put a pick with pool, you get back a better return than if you're not, you know. So your, your point, you know, we'll see how that stuff goes. But I think irrespective of what they do with Jordan Poole and we can throw Draymond and Clay into it as well. Draymond can opt out 
uh, Clay's 12 months away from his contract running out, irrespective of what they do with those guys, I don't think they can run back a roster that is this devoid of veterans off the bench uh, as they did this year. Maybe you can speak to this because the idea is Draymond and Clay should be your veteran leaders. And I think it's just unrealistic to expect your star guys or your main guys, whatever you want to consider them to also be the, the vet in the locker room guy. Yeah. I mean, the the other part of it though, is that's why Iguodala was back. Um, It's just, that's hard to do um, when you're not playing, when you don't play your voice, even though everybody respects Iggy, he's been there forever. Everybody likes him. If you're not in a rotation, you know, like Udonis Haslam. Okay. Kind of it works, but like, if you're not, he at playing, least put he at least put the warmups on though. It's, yeah, it's hard. Right, it's hard. Right. It's hard. It's hard in street clothes, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, and that that was the old thing about you know the like was Iggy going to be a coach? Well, like no, the thing he does that doesn't work if because if you're separated, if you, if you feel separated sure. from the guys, your voice diminishes, right? That's coaches. Every single coach in the league, their voice gets stale. So um, I don't it's, think it's that's just, a fair a ask of play. Role. Yeah. I don't think it's a fair ask of Clay. I mean, it's a fair ask, but I think it's kind of like nonsensical because Clay just won't. Like, and that's not who he is, and he's kind of a loner, and he just like doesn't care and hangs out. Draymond is one of the leaders um, to hold the thing together. Him and Steph are the two guys, right? Steph, but, but is, I mean, maybe yeah, you could maybe you could explain this. There's a difference between being the leaders and being a veteran. You know, like oh yeah, two, yeah, absolutely, two separate roles, like yes. you know. Steph and Draymond's voice carries more weight than anyone for obvious reasons. Yeah. That's different than Juan Toscano Anderson or Otto Porter's voice to a uh, Kuminga, right? For Yeah, for a couple of reasons. One, um, because they're like sitting on the bench with them during the game while like while the real guys are playing. Right, um, right. They're sitting on the bench and teaching teaching stuff about the game, but also how you become a pro. And those guys that you mentioned specifically were much happier than like Jamichael Green's a vet. He's been around forever. Um, but he at, at the end seemed like he was not particularly pleased with what was going on. So you want he's to not gonna be yeah. right. So he's not gonna be uh he, he's not gonna be like helping the guys navigate, you know, taking his spot, right? Because he's right. not playing. JTA Damian Lee have come up through it, you know, not the most talented guys have come from the G League in two ways and undrafted and all that kind of stuff. So they are going to be able to help navigate different circumstances in the league. They've seen it all and done it all at this point. Right. And they have a better understanding of their place in the league. Yeah. Um, and, and so to me, like there's we'll pull up the list in a second. It's dark, brother. I mean, it's supposed to be. We're talking about veteran minimum guys. Like Otto Porter, I've said this since they had him. You don't get an Otto Porter every year in free agency on a veteran minimum. You don't get him ever. That's a home run. Yeah, yeah, once every four You know, Nick Batum comes to mind as another guy who's the same thing. Like previously, they were on 25 mil a year contracts. They didn't live up to the contract because they're not first options. And but you know they're good players and they were willing to do the cheap rehab deal. So it was yeah. like a slam dunk if you're able to sign those guys. They exist, but they usually don't exist at the level which Otto was or someone like Batum was. Most of the time it's more of a Jamichael Green, you know, or an Andre Godala, who like yes, he's as good of players as those guys, if not better in his peak, but like he has some serious health issues. He's not like 28 
dealing yeah, with like a foot. End. It's 38 dealing with a it's either, with an it's either guys at the end, really yeah. good one time, really good players that mm-hmm. are at the end of the line, or they're formerly really good players who either because of their situation just quit on their team, or they've been dealing with some injury issues, so they haven't been able, you know, they're playing six or and 12 declining or 13 players. games yeah, for exactly. three years in a row. Yeah, exactly. They're trying to so, figure, yeah, they're trying to rehab the image. So, like, my overarching take looking at the free agency list is short of someone getting waived uh, who we can't see right now um, or some unforeseen thing, there's not an auto porter out there in free agency. Like, no, there's, there's, you know, like, uh, Kyle Kuzma is not taking a veteran minimum. No, you know, um, you want, you want, you're looking when you mean like a, a stable vet and a big dude that can shoot it. Is that what you're looking for? I'm talking about a stable vet who is worth more than a veteran minimum, but will end up on it because for whatever reason, his situation was, that way. I mean, you so know? if you were looking for like a, it, a reasonable like, facsimile of Otto Porter, uh, I mean, honestly, I think Jamichael Green might be your best bet again. Kevin but Love. <laughs> that was going to be, that's who I was going to say. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, he's, I don't know if he'll take a minimum. Um, he's probably, I'm not sure he can get a full mid level anymore, but he's probably worth a little bit more than, than the vet men. He can shoot it. The Warriors need big bodies. He's, why big would body. he, he's not going to guard Why anybody. would he take it over um, leaving, you know, taking it in Miami is my other thing, right? Mm, so because he's not playing in Miami. Yeah, he played last series. He'll play game two. He should I think he, <laughs> I think honestly, I think he should start. Maybe that they're just but, they were just getting crushed. They're just too small. But yeah, I mean that's that's like you know, there's always there's a reason why guys are minimum guys. Right? Yeah. So let, let's um, talk about that. Let's talk about forwards then. So because it's like two years ago, the home run of home runs with Otto Porter. Uh you can throw Be- Bielita in there. That's a quintessential positive good. rotation vet. Uh, and then Iguodala gave them a lot of good minutes two years ago as well, uh, at least in the first half of the season. Like it's easy to forget he was in the rotation during their 18 and two start. He played really well. His body didn't last past Christmas, but he did play a important role on that team. Take it forward a year. Jamichael Green was not Otto Porter and Andre Godalin got on the floor for three total games and Anthony Lamb. Oh, oh. So we're aiming for better than Lamb and better than three games of Iguodala while knowing you're probably not going to get Otto Porter at that. So, you know, guys who can, Andy likes to call them 82 game players. I kind of agree with him. This yeah. team probably needs a couple more 82 game players. Playoffs, yeah. you're going to be relying on your main guys. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. 
That's indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, JJ Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, JJ breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis. Analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Here, I'm going to share this list of free agent forwards that we can both look at. Yeah, I'm looking at some, the one you sent me. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking at it. I mean, I like some int- there's some Justice interesting wins, though. The Warriors really love, you know, the Warriors really love talent, right? Mm-hmm. And pedigree. Justice Winslow, I mean, I mean, <laughs> that's pass. the point, though. I mean, he's a Steve Kerr type of player, but, like, I kind of think maybe more a- maybe more wing options to guard people, I guess. I think they need a. I think they need floor spacing more so. Honestly, when I'm looking at it, I'm like, why did Anthony Lamb play so much? He played a lot because he was smart enough to figure out their system, and he hit forty percent of his threes. Now he lacks NBA size and athleticism, which is why he should not have been playing. But Steve Kerr clearly wanted him out there because he had no front court shooting. Draymond's not a shooter. Looney's not a shooter. Jamichael no. Green couldn't play with those guys because he wasn't versatile enough. And he's not a good enough decision maker. If you're playing the four for the Warriors, you gotta they they gotta trust you to be able to make a basic read. Basically, you can't just be a corner guy. Um, and so I'm looking at this list, and these are names that hop out to me. I just okay. don't know if any of them will be attainable at a veteran minimum. No Ingles, uh, long lo- long in the tooth, but that dude can shoot and pass. Yep. And he could definitely play second unit minutes for the Warriors. I don't really want him closing games, but they. You just really want him because Justinian Jessup, whatever happened to him, he didn't work out. So you just want, you just want the 92 year old version of, of the best version of him. I mean, he's also six, eight, six, nine. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. he can, he can give minutes. I don't think he's leaving uh, Milwaukee. I mean, you want uh, to bring gave JTA a, back? Maybe uh, other names, Dario Saric, highly yeah. unlikely. Yeah, I don't think he takes a minimum, but I yeah, but I like I like that one. Do you think we haven't seen him? him Do you think you get him for a taxpayer mid level? Yes, that's probably his range. So I don't know if the Warriors are going to want to use that, but if they shed some salary, they might. You know, that's that's another thing to consider. Um, those guys are that he's a perfect fit. Um, Trey Lyles, I don't see Sacramento letting him go, but we no. saw in the Kings series another front court spacer who can rebound and defend well enough to not play a in your rotation. Guy, but no, he, not a minimum be useful. guy. Yeah. Uh, George Niang, probably not a minimum guy either. No, but use, would be useful. What about Yuta? Yeah, so I like that because he can shoot it and uh, he plays hard and attacks Very the glass. Very hard. Yeah, 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 he yeah. attacks the glass. Um, 
and the Warriors could use a little bit. I mean, like he, Looney attacks the glass, but he crashes from the wings and goes and gets the ball. Um, and the Warriors can use a little bit more juice like that. It basically or, what Anthony Lamb did, but with NBA measurables and yes. talent. <laughs> and what, I mean, honestly, what, I mean, the, here's the other problem, right? Like all these mm-hmm. guys we're talking about, the answer is why are you playing them ahead of Moody and ahead of Kaminga? True. Right, like, what does Kaminga do? It's his best offensive skill, crashing but the, the thing, glass. But if you if you think about it, these are guys you want to play next to Kuminga because that's what they did when the Warriors had success with um, Kuminga the second half of the season. Their best lineup was Draymond at center, Lamb and Kuminga. Lamb, you know, again, probably not an NBA talent, but he filled the role probably they probably not. I mean. He was productive. So <laughs> yeah, I'm with Andy, is, though. Andy and I agree. We are the we are the co chairs of the Anthony Lamb. But you get what club. you get. What I'm saying, though, they needed someone who could fill a front court spacing role because they're not getting any offense out of their front court. You know, no, they're not. So, so having someone who can space it makes it so that Kuminga can just dunk all over everyone all the time, right? And I, I do get your point. In theory, you could just play Wiggins and Kuminga together, and I think they want to do stuff like that, but. They need to get a little more front court offense. Thomas Bryant is more. AD, I mean, that's AD a, he was out. He can he can score a little bit. A, he's a horrific defensive player, but he can score. Pure five. Yeah. Pure uh, five. I mean, he's he's backing up DeAndre Jordan, who is backing up Joker. So, uh, and he fell out of the he fell out of the Lakers rotation. But when AD was hurt, he started you know whatever fifteen or twenty games, and you know was was averaging 18, 20 points a night. He can shoot it a little bit. He plays hard. But I mean, he is he is so bad defensively that I don't I don't think the Warriors. Like, play is him. he better than Jamichael Green, or is he just going to have Jamichael's fate on the Warriors? Is he be- uh, better defensively than Jamichael Green, or better in general? In general, I mean, no, if we're maybe more about useful for the Warriors side. because he's like legit. He's like has legitimate size. Um, he's legitimately a center in the NBA, and Jamichael Green is a small ball center sometimes. Better um, shooter? No. Okay, comparable. No. No, well, no, he's good. Right. He's fine. He's good. He's good as a five. He's good. He's a good shooter as a five. Sure. But um, no, he's not a better shooter in a vacuum than than uh, Jamichael. What about TJ Warren? Yeah, he had to see he had some he had some good moments in Brooklyn and then had a few in um, in Phoenix, had a few decent moments in Phoenix. I don't think he's going to be a minimum guy again, but probably not. Yeah, but he, he had a few a few good moments. Uh, you know, I think, a lot, I think a lot of this is seeing who's the odd man out to not get the five million a year contract and hope you can be the one yeah. to jump them. Which yeah, is I kind mean, of the fate, you know. If you need more, well, I guess we could talk about this in a second because we're still on the front court. But yeah, I mm-hmm. mean, it's 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 not a lot of options. Everyone, I mean, everyone wants a a stretch big wing. Stretch I think you can get. Versus- I think Robin Lopez. I think you can get um, for the minimum. He's uh, he kind of looks. Well, he's not. He's not. He's not a stretch option. That's no. Sure. He's not going to shoot it. And he kind of looks cooked to me anyway. But mm-hmm. he is, you know, from all accounts, a really good locker room guy. I think he would be a great vet. And yeah. I mean, he's he's legitimately seven feet or seven foot one. So the Warriors. I mean, wh- who was the tallest guy in the Warriors rotation? It was Jamichael, right? Looney. Jamichael's Looney's taller than. Yeah. JMG. I mean, now we're just splitting hairs. Yeah, okay, yes, six, Lo- seven, Looney's- six, eight. Right. I mean, PBJ is the tallest guy, but he was not in the rotation. Correct. But the, your tallest guy that is the tallest guy on your roster is a six ten, 
shooter that doesn't play like a 6-10-3 like it would be like if Michael Porter Jr. was the tallest guy on 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 Denver like I hear you but they won a title the year prior with Looney being the tallest guy I don't think I don't think I don't think they need more size but I would settle for a big wing who could shoot it over um just a big you know so although I mean you could make the argument that It'd be nice to have Lopez to throw out there so you don't need Looney to play all 82. You can't, it's two years in a row he's got all 82. Like, is he really going to do it three years in a row? That's pretty, pretty Iron Man, you know? And then what happens? Like, I, you know, we just assume he stays healthy. What happens if Looney misses 10 games, you know, with, with one of any random basketball injury, which is non consequential, but it's still eight to 10 games you got to deal with? So I do think another guy, and I don't think he's, I don't think you can get him for the minimum. Um, Mm -hmm. He's probably somewhere in between the taxpayer and and the minimum is Mm -hmm. Andre Drummond can still kind of play. He can still do what he does. He's, he's a big boy. He is statistically like, actually, this is not hyperbole. Statistically, he is the best rebounder ever um, as far as percentage by percentage. I don't think, I mean, he, you can't play him more than about 12, 14 minutes, but he kind of fits into that category of a guy that had a huge contract, got bought mm-hmm. out by, uh, got bought out by the Pistons, signed for the minimum with the Lakers started. One of the reasons people don't like getting buyouts is because once you sign a minimum deal, that is kind of how you're viewed around the league. So he's kind of floated around a little bit. Chicago, Philly. Chicago's and, given him three and change. So more than a minimum, right. but not the mid-level. Um, Philly was kind of a similar type of deal. So I think that's he's probably you know, he's who's going to be like the rest 15, of his career. He's playing yeah. like 15 minutes a night. He can still really rebound. Mm-hmm. You know, he'll battle you defensively. He's not particularly good, and he has zero skill offensively. But like again, we're 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 living in the bargain basement here. What other type of veteran should the the Warriors be pursuing? I mean, again, I'm talking the, like we're talking about in the margins here. These are guys who you know, you're hoping give you 15 minutes here and there and just help you get through a season. Maybe their maybe their energy is the thing that wins you a game where everyone's dead in a January, you know, yep. in mid January. I think uh, Austin, Austin rivers is should we move know, to the like guards. If you, if, yeah. If you want to it, like, if you're looking for a fourth slash fifth guard, that's, you know, and he can be had for the minimum. I would imagine. Um, I really like, I, I, I would really like a Seth Curry reunion. I that's going to be taxpayer mid-level. He's making more than that now, I think, or right around mm-hmm. that. Um, he's had some up and last two years been up and down, but I mean, he can shoot he's, it and he, he hasn't stayed. Yeah. He hasn't been healthy really. Yeah. And he can, but you know, like one of the other problems is what happens when Steph doesn't play uh, and then, and then you just die. Right. And there isn't any competent ball handling. There isn't any reliable shooting other than clay. Um, so I think, I think that would be, I think he would be useful, but I don't know that you can get him. I don't know that he's gettable. Um, he Will should Barton, be able to. Do, he should Will be Barton, able. Isn't like yeah. if pool if you trade pool, Will Barton can be kind of a a, a spark uh, offensive. You know, he's. I mean, he can win you a quarter. He can score you fifteen years. in a quarter and just win a quarter yeah. and turn a game around. But what about what about anybody. Troy? What about Troy Brown Jr.? Uh, he actually started a lot of the season for the Lakers. Was out of the rotation um, in the Denver series, but uh, he's got good size. He plays hard. He can shoot it a little bit. Um, I, my guess, really... though, I don't think he would take the minimum because he can get offered more than that from the Lakers. So, sure. uh, you know, you can get 120%. Also, and I don't mean to do too much on this, but he's 24. 
like, you know, they have enough guys who are under 25. Yeah. They need, they need to add like two to three of those guys who are around 30, who are comfortable playing, but not playing some games. And like, yeah, like, like we said, vet, more established actual, in their career, and actual kind of, yeah. veterans. Troy Although Brown's he does make, a, he does he make a little a big... bit of sense in the, in the same way um, as justice Winslow in the kind of, uh, I called it a second draft. Uh, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. he was, he was a, I don't think he was in the lottery, but he was a mid first round pick. So obviously a lot of talent um, at Oregon and, and then kind of just washed out. Um, mm-hmm. And sometimes those guys, usually by this time, those guys are who they are, you know, see justice Winslow. Sure. Um, but I, the Warriors do like taking chance on pedigree. And so he would be another one of those guys that, that fits. Yeah. That I mean, he's talented. I just think he's probably a guy who's trying to prove he's worthy of a $10 million contract. Yes. Um, and so that'll be his priority more than like teaching Moses Moody the ways. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, take, take, taking Kaminga out for his first drink. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, honestly. Um, and if we're going with the premise that there's a reasonable chance Jordan Poole is traded, and if not Jordan Poole, they might shock us by moving Clay, you know? Uh, and I don't think that'll happen. But, like, I just, I just can't see them bringing back three guards making that much money you know just like from a resource allocation yeah, standpoint yeah. right what, do you think especially when it's all like it's all 30 right so that gives sure. you some advantages there and you're you can't i mean you're not starting the three of them so one of them is Correct. always going to be the dude who's uh, a hyper expensive luxury I, off the bat. i think that's yeah. the other question though is do you think having both of them back is like emotionally psychologically that's tenable? the other that's the other part of it. I don't think that's possible either. So all signs point to moving off of one of them. Um, and they're going to lie and say they want to have everyone back to try to hold any form of leverage. And who mm-hmm. knows? They might even kick the can down the road and be like, we're trading him at his absolute lowest. Let's just keep him until we can recoup some better value. But for the well, you're, you're going to get Clay off. The, you're having you're convincing Clay to come off the bench. I mean, I want to I want to be, I mean, I be I, in that conversation. I mean, that ball. I mean, so my, so my point is for this thought exercise, let's assume they actually just do it and move him this off season. Um, that's one guard you're, you're losing. Do we think Dante picks up his option or he, he hits free agency? No, I think he, I think he hits free agency. He hasn't and gotten a big deal yet. I think he's, I think he, what do you think he, you, you think he for sure gets over the tax yeah. pyramid level? Yeah. I think he gets like around the actual, the non-tax pyramid level. You know, That's kind of what I think 11 I'm, something, 11 and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, um, it's out of the Warriors range. Um, so we think he's gone. Um, so they would need another guard no matter what, if these scenarios happen. Um, so what about someone? So I like Austin Rivers, like just a steady. He also knows who he is at this point. Like the, uh, the high school mixtape era is over. Yes, he, just want, yeah. he just wants to be a veteran in the league, you know, like, He's he's a good, smart player. He can play how the Warriors play. I think he makes sense. He can stick open jumpers. He makes sense. What about uh, Javante Green on Chicago? He's a free agent. I don't know if they're going to bring him back. Um, yeah, he, he got he, he got guard a little. Shuffle. Yeah, he got kind of lost in the shuffle there. He's like, I mean, it's, he's just, he's just redundant when you already have Caruso and, and like the one thing they don't lack is guys who do that sort of stuff. So <laughs> no, I just, like, again, it's like, when, it, like, when does he play? I mean, look, part of it is the words. True. I mean, you, you, I guys. guess, 
you have him and GP2. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you have GP2 on the roster. He's kind of redundant to GP2, assuming he's still on the team next year, which I have no reason to think he won't be. So that's not the type of guard that they really need. I think it's it's like really the guard that they need is especially if Dante leaves as a backup point guard. Yeah. I mean, Jordan Poole should be, but he's not a point guard. Ty, I mean, Steve loved Ty Jerome, and I think he was really good for a two-way guy. There's Absolutely. a big difference between being a two-way guy and being the every-night backup. Um, and I don't know if he's ready to take that step. I wouldn't mind giving him um, a con uh, a 15-man spot, but like if I'm counting on him to be the backup point, I don't feel comfortable with that either. You know? How long is Ryan Rollins guaranteed? At least one more year. It's, He's I on the, next year, but is it two? Is it three? A three-year deal or a two-year deal? I don't remember. Three. Um, Dennis Schroeder. Dennis Schroeder is like a rotation. Is he leaving level? the lake? Would Steve? Would Steve? He's not a Steve Kerr guy. No. Patrick Beverly might actually hit the nail because I would not be shocked if all he can get is a vet minimum. He's thirty-five now. Um, yeah. Didn't didn't he claim that uh, the next when he got five bought years out? Were he, his? Wait, what? No. Oh, yeah. yeah no. Didn't he? he didn't no, yeah. Oh, he did claim that years ago. Yeah. Steph had these one the next. No, he said the Warriors wanted him. Right. Yeah. That's, yeah. So maybe I don't believe him necessarily, but maybe there's some smoke. I there. think, I think they pursued him before the GP2 trade went down. Mm, mm, um, that makes sense. But, but I think they would take him because he's, he is what I think of when I think of a veteran in some ways, right? Like he's, yeah, he's not going to, he's not going to like sit around and be happy playing 13 minutes a night backing up Steph though you think so you think yeah. he you, you think he's still I mean I mean he is a he is a, a guy okay let me let me say this yeah let me say this um he had lost the locker room in <laughs> with the Lakers let's just say that when he got traded he was not particularly well liked let's say that okay well, LA's locker room is different than the Warriors' locker. No, absolutely. Room. I wouldn't. I would not be surprised if the Warriors veterans liked him or loathed him. I could see it going to either extreme really quickly. Um, then again, him and GP two together sounds like a great way to never get the ball past half court. <laughs> right. Um, him and GP two. So. Let's play just him and GP two and Kaminga and Looney and Draymond at mm-hmm. win games. What about seventy four sixty nine? What about Trey Jones? Yeah, he's getting. Well, who am I kidding? The Spurs, the Spurs. Oh, yeah, no, Trey Jones. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, he's Jalen Noel on the Wolves. Yeah, that he's getting more. Yep. Michael Carter Williams. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, maybe they need if they're gonna move pool, they need to get a point guard back. Is what I'm taking from this list. Well, yeah, I mean, they, they <laughs> like I'm seeing all this. Of course, like I think there should be like drug testing or at least like a breathalyzer for fans when before they go on the trade machine because people just post the most ridiculous stuff. But it's this is what you have also been saying is like you think one possible destination for Orlando. Orlando. And, I mean you, you guys there's, there's Suggs there and Fultz. So if you if you're trading for Jordan Poole, this is what you are looking for. A young team who fits his timeline. You want him to be the one defensively but not the one offensively. So you want him to play with a point forward in a perfect situation, of course. Um, and it needs to be a team who gets no scoring really from their backcourt. So they're willing to deal with the fact that maybe he's not the best defender because they need his skill set. Um, you know, Paulo is a point forward. Yes. They have all the size in the world. Yes. 
They have maybe the worst guard rotation in the league. Bottom five for sure. Ooh. I'm, I, I mean, mean, the Rockets is pretty miserable. Yeah, so I'll go bottom five. Spurs pretty bad. Um, but yeah, for a team who's not awful, they get awful guard play. So yes, that is true. Um, that would be <laughs> so one. Now, so now you want to bring that to Golden State. <laughs> no, I mean, but I mean, like Fultz is might be a might be an awesome uh six man. Maybe not so good if you're asking to be your lead creator with no spacing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, better though. Mo Wagner maybe is a minimum guy. Maybe I wouldn't he, mind him. He yeah. can shoot it. He can definitely shoot it. He can shoot it. He tries. I doubt. I would doubt he leaves because because his brother is so sure. so well liked and valuable to the organization. I would I mean, guess that he stays yeah. in Orlando. But Toronto, Toronto is the other team maybe for Pool because if they lose Van Vliet, they literally have no guards. Uh, but I don't know. It doesn't. Get it, doesn't like, it doesn't. It doesn't. Doesn't trade, feel like a massage trade pool for Van Vliet and get hard capped a sign and trade. Get hard. I mean, capped. it doesn't feel like a Messiah player. I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't know. Well, pulling we, a first we, for Van Vliet in a sign and trade. And they can't sign and trade. I know because it'd be hard capping that. Then They're they too far over like the eight hard guys. <laughs> you have like eight guys on the roster. Yeah. Oh well, we'll leave it there. A lot more time to get into this. I feel like my main takeaway from the vet minimum thing is it's barren, and they need to make decisions with their top guys before this. Because once you know what yep. the top guys look like, you can see what veterans. You know, if you're, are you going to trade a Kuminga and a pool together to get something, right? Or is Kuminga back? What play, and yeah. what, right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Or are, are you, you considering? Are you considering these veterans in the context of how do we make Kuminga better? Or are you consider them in the context of no, we don't have Kuminga anymore, so we have more roster spots to fill. All this, yeah. So, but, so, we'll so here's the thing. Here's the other like the big takeaway is that you can find rotation level or low rotation level. Uh, Center like traditional fives, yeah. At the minimum, you can occasionally find like a steady ball handler point guard at the five, but shooting you're not going to find at the minimum. And two, like two, three fours, you're not going to find at the big, minimum. big wings. Everyone is looking for six, seven to six, nine wings. That is like the thing that is the hardest to find in the league, particularly yeah. if they can hit a jumper at all. The fact that the Warriors were able to get one at a minimum two years ago is. It's just not something you should expect. So, yeah, to your point, uh, if they think that they need to add something like that, it's probably not through the med- the minimum market. It's through, mm-hmm. it's through trade. trade. It's through trade yeah. or, I mean. Or internal you, development, honestly. Also, like, at yeah, least, I mean, that's the most likely thing. At least, I mean, you could say what you want about the speed at which they're developing, but taking two wings with those skill set are smart draft moves because, in fact, you could throw three in there, Baldwin too, you know. Those are the type of players everyone's looking for, and that's one of the better ways to get them. So I think I, I think I think he needs to play. I, I think he should have played this year, but he definitely I agree. Needs to play next year. I agree, and that's where you know if he's back next year, you're looking for the right veteran who makes it easier for him to play, not this situation where Steve's like, I can't have him on the floor because it's too much non-shooting. You know, that's what oh no, saying. I mean Baldwin. I think Baldwin should have played this year. Yeah, agreed. He's six. T- he's six ten, and <laughs> well, can stroke it. Like, yeah, he's not got a guard, but yeah, he doesn't know what he's doing. But like, other teams get something out of those guys, even in the playoffs. Like other teams, like Christian Christian Brown is playing for Denver. Like, what does he do? Fair. No, I mean it's fair. All right, let's leave, let's leave it there. Hi, right, brother. Aaron.
Appreciate you as always, man. Anytime. is in the air at Littleton Coin Company and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.